So we're kicking off how-to today. So you're going to learn a little bit of how-to. And, uh, and today we're going to talk about shutting down temptation. You know, now, uh, you know, it, we don't, sometimes we don't tell you exactly what sermon's coming up which week. And this one, this week I know uh, some people will be scared to come this week if we told them to shut down temptation because they think if I show up, everybody thinks that I need to shut down temptation. No, so we, we, we don't want you to do that. But uh, so we're glad that you're here. We're not just talking about temptation. But that's going to be the jumping off point. We're going to go a little deeper than just that, okay, because I want you to see several things. Glad you're here, though. Please share. You see these videos uh, this week. I know you did a pretty good job last week. You see them this week on social media? Share them again and uh, in invite somebody to come and be here with us, okay? So let's uh, have a word of prayer so we can get into this. God, I love you. Thank you for uh, your word that guides us, directs us, shows us, Lord. We don't ever have to uh, be lost. We don't ever have to be confused. Because your word is there for us, and I uh, ask you please to just show us some, some deep things today, not just about temptation, but maybe other areas in our life as well. I pray, God, that uh, we don't just hear your word, but God, we'd be challenged, and we'd be up to the task of listening to you and acting on that. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said, amen. amen. Okay, so how to shut down temptation. Now, this is easier than we make it, okay? It's much simpler than we make it. We, we don't understand it at times. We, we get lost in, in, you know, well, what about this? What about this? And, look at, and, and it's really a lot simpler than that. So let me, let me tell you, here, here's the first thing. I, I, and this, this, is, this is just the way, and not just in temptation, but in a lot of things in your life, but th this is just the way to really start shutting down, is to get this in your head. Choose life. You know, if you're struggling with a temptation, you're struggling with a battle in your life, you don't know what to do. You're struggling with a decision, choose life. Choose life, okay? And I got a scripture. That's, that's, why, that's why I say choose life. It's Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15. God says, now listen, okay? So this is God speaking, okay? So he said, now listen. This is God speaking, so let's listen, okay? Today I am giving you a choice between life and death, between prosperity and, prosperity and disaster. Okay, uh, when I say choose life, you say, well, yeah, that's a good thing. But listen to what he's saying here. He, he's, drawing the, he's drawing the distinctions here. You can choose life or you can choose death. You can choose prosperity or you can choose disaster. So it's not just about, hey, choose life, buddy, choose life. No, it's like you choose one or the other. And if you don't choose this, I mean, it's not like, you know, you're just missing it a little bit. If you don't choose life, the other side is death. That's what God is saying. God is drawing the line. It's not like there are not 50 shades of gray here. It is, it is this or this. There's not a lot of in-betweens. God says it is life or it is death. It is prosperity or it is disaster. And a lot of the reasons we struggle with temptations, problems, questions that we don't know how to answer is because we don't draw this distinction in our life. We want to we fudge a little bit, kind of get in one of those gray areas, somewhere in between life and death. And God says, no, no, I'm setting before you. This is the way it is. Here's the choice. It is life or death. It is prosperity or, or disaster. This is the way it is. Okay, so, so here's the thing. Temptation doesn't just pop up in your life out of nowhere. We open the door to temptation. Now, I know some may want to argue with me here a little bit, but just, just stay with me, okay? 
All right, and, and maybe, maybe there are some times that temptation just comes out of nowhere. Maybe there are a few of those. But by and large, the temptations that you and I deal with, that we struggle with, the things that, that we slip up in, you know, the one you just, you, just, you just can't handle, you just can't deal with, you know, you, you, whatever it is. I started to list a few, but I, I want you to just fill in the blanks here this morning. Whatever it is, by and large, that's not just coming out of nowhere you know about it, right? Because it's the one that you slip up in. And maybe, maybe not just temptations. Again, maybe also just things like making decisions or, 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 or you know, doing things that, that give you a great, awesome life. You know what those things are. So they aren't just popping up into your life. They're not just coming out of nowhere. You knew they were there. You knew they were there last week, last month, maybe even last year, maybe several years ago. You've been dealing with this for this long. It didn't just pop up. You knew it was there, but what we do is we keep opening the door. That, that is like every, every moment of our life, it seems like, there is a door to life and a door to death. There's a door to prosperity and a door to disaster, and we have to choose which door we walk through. Now, this, is, this, this verse is in Deuteronomy chapter 30. But God, God has already kind of laid this out a little bit deeper in Deuteronomy chapter 11. The next slide is Deuteronomy chapter 11, right? Uh, yes, verse 26 through 28. And he, he says this, and it goes a little deeper. He says, look, today I'm giving you the choice between a blessing and a curse. You will be blessed if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, but you will be cursed if you, if you reject the commands of the Lord your God and turn away from him and worship gods you have not known before. So here he calls it a blessing and a curse. And he says, I'm putting these before you. Okay, you've got a door of good, you know, uh, of, uh, you've got, got the door of of." Uh, prosperity or disaster you've got the door of life or death and you get this door of blessing and curse so he says i'm putting this before you and if you choose this this door of blessing if you choose this it's by being obedient to me doing my th that's that's how you get in that door if you choose the one of curse that's being disobedient so what we have to do then in order to choose life is we have to start recognizing what the doors look like in our lives we have to start recognizing the door of life and the doors of death. We have to recognize the door of, of, of prosperity and the doors of disaster. We have to recognize the, the door of blessing and the doors of curse. We have to recognize those and then begin to act accordingly, okay? So don't act, or how did I say it? Don't uh, choose actions, don't choose words, or don't choose paths that will delay a promise into a relationship or destroy a blessing. Okay, so let's dig into that just, just a little bit right here. So first of all, don't choose actions. Now, if you choose the wrong actions, you know, you, you, you choose the wrong door, and you go over here and you choose the wrong door, it can delay a promise into a relationship or it can destroy a blessing. And, and I don't have time to, to, to go through every one of these, but let me, let me just show you one with each of these right here. It's like if, if you can choose actions that will delay a promise. You remember when, when, you know, a few years ago, some of you a long time ago when you were a kid, you know, and maybe your mom said, when you clean your room, we'll go get an ice cream cone, you know, Anybody ever make you that kind of a promise? So if you did anything except clean your room, what happened? You delayed the promise of the ice cream cone. Every time you chose to do something besides cleaning your room, you delayed the promise. Okay, very elementary, right? 
It still applies to me and you today as adults. Every time we do anything except choosing the door to life, choosing the door to prosperity, choosing the door to blessing, we're delaying a promise. So, so choose, choose your actions so it doesn't do these things. Okay, the second one is words. So let's, no, I'm sorry, I'm not going there just yet. Uh, the second one is words. Uh, and back up just a little bit because I don't, I don't want them reading ahead of me. There are words. Don't choose words. So let's use ending a relationship. Can anybody relate? Anybody ever been there? Have you ever seen anybody end a relationship just with their words? You think about it here, here. You ever been in a conversation that was on the brink of argument? Come on. And you knew that your very next words, the next words out of your mouth, are either going to diffuse the situation or turn it to an all-out war. Oh, come on, somebody. I, I, should be, I should be getting some head shakes or some amens here. You know what I'm talking about, right? Words can destroy relationships. And, that's, that, and this, this goes beyond just, just temptations, but the, the, the things that, that we're doing at, at, in our life when we're choosing the wrong door, we're, we're, destroying, our, we're destroying relationships, uh, or we're, we're uh, delaying promises, destroying blessings by those things. Okay, and the third one there is, is a path. Don't choose a path. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about destroying a blessing. You know, I, I don't know how many times over the last, for some reason, the last two weeks, I think there have been some, been some uh, big winners in the lottery or something, but uh, several times over the past couple of weeks, I, I've, it, it's come up in conversation about how people, you know, win lotteries or they get, uh, uh, they get you know, some inheritance from a, a rich uncle that they didn't even know that they had, and it, was, it wasn't long after that that all of the money is gone, right? You know, they have this, they have this huge, tremendous blessing but because they choose the wrong path, the blessing is gone in a hurry. It's destroyed. It's no longer there because they choose to maybe uh, just start buying everything they see, every toy that they've ever wished for or anybody around them has wished for, and they're handing out money or whatever. You know, and that, that would be my thing. And I was telling somebody this yesterday. You know, if, if, if somebody leaves me a bunch of money, if, if I'm not careful, the way I would lose it all is I would, I would want to buy everybody lunch, every restaurant that I went into, you know, especially if they're wearing a uniform. I want to buy them lunch. I want to tell them I appreciate your service, your sacrifice to us, you know, and there's a lot of people wear uniforms, you know, military, firemen, police. I'd want to buy, that's, that's what I would do. And, and you know what? If, if I took that action, if I took, if I took that path, you know, with that huge blessing, and, you know, if it were to happen to me, that would be the place where I would destroy the blessing. The blessing would be eaten up. Uh, even in that, you know, there has to be choices between life and death, prosperity and disaster, blessing and curse. So in everything in our life, it is about choice. It is choices. It is choices. Okay, so, and, and yes, you do have freedom. We won't say, well, I can do what I, yes, you can do it. Okay, so next slide there, Brad. There are a ton of things you can do. There are a ton of things you can say. There are a ton of choices that you can make in life if you don't care about the outcome, right? If you don't care about the outcome, you can do whatever you want to do. But if you care about the outcome, if you want life, if you want prosperity, if, if you want blessing, then you can't just do anything you want to do, say anything you want to say, or take any path, make any choice that you want to. You, you've got to come to grips with this thing. This is one of the things about 
being mature, okay, when we grow up, no longer mom and dad telling us, you can't do this, 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 and they're standing over us, make sure we don't. You know, when we grow up, what are we talking about? We're talking about really what maturity is, is having the ability to make choices that are adult choices, to look and say, this is what's going to happen if I do this. Yes, that is what I want to happen, so I'm going to do this. That's what it's about. And, and, in, and in temptation, you know, this, is, this is where we're beginning here is with temptation. And with temptation, if we realize if I do this thing, this is what's going to happen. I, I, I mean, you know, people have asked, and, you know, and, and I, I want to I be careful here because, you know, the Word of God says, let him that thinks he stands and is real strong be careful lest he also fall. You know, I've got to be careful there. But, you know, I've had people talk about, you know, how people could end up, you know, destroying their ministry over, over an affair. You just, you got to think. And, and I've said many times is that, but you count the cost. You say, if you do something like that, this is what's going to happen. You count all those costs there. And you say, but I, I can't do this because of all these costs that are here. That's what it means to be mature. That's what it means to choose between, between life and death and prosperity and disaster, between blessing and curse. That's what it means. Now, here's a, here's a good example, I think. And it's in the book of Genesis, very first couple that God created, Adam and Eve. In chapter 3, verse 3. Eve tells us what God has told them, that, that they can eat of every tree, every fruit, every bush, anything in the garden except there's this one tree. And God said, if you eat this tree, you're going to die, okay? And, and so you probably know the story, right? Adam and Eve ate from the fruit of the tree. Now, using my statement up there, don't choose actions, words, or path, right? Don't choose those kinds of things. This is exactly what Eve and Adam did is they chose actions, words, and paths that carried them to a place of destruction, of disaster, of curse. You see, because wherever they were in, in the garden, at some point, they took a path between where they were and that tree. You know, when they said, that tree over there is the one, you know, Amazon Prime hadn't been invented yet, okay? They couldn't just, they couldn't just say, hey, bring me some fruit, okay? They couldn't do that. No. They took a path that took them from where they were to the place. Come on. Are, are you, you getting this? They took a path that took them from the place they were to the place where they could be disobedient to God. If they had just not taken that walk, if they had just not taken that path, if they had chosen any other path, I mean, you know, they only had one, one thing, one rule to abide. I mean, we, we should have a meme right here, right, of Adam and Eve. You had one job, right? You had one, one thing. Just don't take the path, you know? Maybe there, maybe there are five trees right around it that have just awesome-looking fruit. Don't even go to those, right? Come on, are you listening to this? You know, you know what I'm talking about here? We, we're worried about our temptation. Don't take the path that gets you anywhere near the thing that is destroying your blessings, that is, that is destroying it. Okay, not just they took the path, but words up there also, right? They had conversations about the tree. They were talking about the tree. She, Eve, she talked to the snake, and then she talked to Adam about the tree. We, we know those two, and I meant there's probably a whole lot more going on than just what God put there in his word for us to understand. Who knows how many conversations they had, but you know what? One conversation was one too many. Don't talk about it. You know, think about it. i got to choose my words here. I don't even want to talk about those things. 
You know, I, I, I've got a friend that, that in ministry, and, and you know, somebody, somebody had, we had a, a mutual friend that had, had messed up, fallen in ministry, and, and, uh, and, and somebody asked, we were in a crowd one day, and somebody asked, well, what happened? And my friend said, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't need that in my head right now. And so he turned and he walked away, and if the rest of them wanted to talk about it, they could. He said, no, I'm not going to have this conversation. I don't want this stuff in me. I don't want to be thinking about that. I don't, I don't want to have the mental images. I don't want to have the pictures. I don't want to open this door of death or of disaster or of cursing. I want to keep the door of life open. Choose the words. And Adam and Eve, the, uh, the, the, the actions that they chose. Somebody picked the fruit. Adam and Eve, they literally had to reach out, take a hold of the fruit, and pull it off the tree. They chose the action. They did something to be, you know, and even when they took the tree, the, the fruit off the tree, if they hadn't eaten, they still hadn't, when they took the fruit, they hadn't committed sin. And I know this is one of the struggles we have. And so we say, well, but this isn't really sin. I can still go to heaven and do this. I can still pick the fruit and, and still go to heaven, right? I can still pick the fruit, and I've, I've not yet opened the door to desire. Yeah, you've opened the door. You just had not walked through it yet. Get your hand off that doorknob. Put your hand back on the doorknob to life. Put your hand back on the doorknob to, to blessing. Put your hand back on the doorknob to prosperity. Hold on to it tight, and don't even reach over there for the other doors. Somebody had to reach up and to pick the fruit off to be able to. Eve had to, and she had to be able to share it with, and he had to take it from her. So there, there, there's plenty of culpability to go around here, okay? But they did all of the wrong things. They chose all the wrong. Okay, so can you now relate that to all of your situations? You know, you're dealing with temptation, and you say, I don't know how to shut it down. Are you getting it yet? Okay, if you're not getting it, you need some remedial classes afterwards. Just see me, okay? And we'll talk a little bit more in depth. So let's go on. So don't choose those actions. Rather choose the actions, words, and path that lead to life, promise, hope, joy, peace, fulfillment, health. That's what's behind the door of life. Life, promise, hope, joy, peace. That's what's behind the door. Choose that door. You want to shut down temptation? Then choose the, choose the right doors. Choose the right doors. Okay, and there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a phrase that keeps coming up in the songs we sing. And I, I was looking this week, and, um, and looking this week, and I, I saw the songs that Jamie had picked, and I thought, man, several of them. I was wondering if she were going to sing any songs because I really hadn't told her about this, this sermon today. Was she going to sing any songs that have anything to do with freedom? And boom. Wow, freedom. And here's, here's and I want to take this choose life thing a little to a, to a next step to live in freedom. Live in the freedom that you have been given in Jesus Christ. Don't just choose it. You've got to live in it. You know, like I was saying, hang on to that doorknob. That's like living in that freedom. Don't let go of the doorknob to, to, to life, to blessing, to, to prosperity. Hang on to it. Live in that freedom. Jesus Christ has given, has given you freedom. Let me take you to Galatians chapter 4 and show this to you. I'm, uh, skip over, I think, a couple. There we go. Uh, no, uh, go forward. There we go. Let's just jump right here. Uh, live in the freedom. And, and this is Galatians chapter 4. Ver I, I had to, the, we can't read all 4 through 12, so just select some pieces here. And if you go to the Sunday's page, you can click and you read the whole thing, okay? God sent his son. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law. Okay, and now here Paul is talking about where we, we 
you know, we know that Paul wrote this, that here Paul is talking about uh, how that, how that uh, the Israelites, they were like slaves to even the law, what God had given them that was good, they were still even slaves to it, and, and it was messing with their lives. And that, that Jesus came to free us, to buy freedom for us, even those who were slaves to the law. And so me and you, we never were slaves to the law, but freedom is bought for us. How? By Jesus Christ. That's where you have your freedom. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. So now that you know God, or should I say now that God knows you, why do you want to go back again and become slaves once more to the weak and useless spiritual principles of this world? I plead with you to live as I do in freedom from these things. Live in the freedom. You know, don't, don't, don't just choose it here or there and, and Again, this is where we get in trouble sometimes as we're trying to live in the gray areas between. There are no gray areas. Don't just choose it here and there. Live in the freedom. You've been given freedom. Jesus Christ, he didn't just die to forgive you of your sins. He died to give you freedom from all of the things that, that enslave you. And what are those things? Next slide. I'll show you some of these things right here. Uh, live in the freedom. The freedom, freedom from... No, yeah, freedom from addictions, from yesterday, from fear, from abuse. I, I, I want to slow down here. I really wish I could just preach about 10 minutes on each one of these. I don't have time to do that. So you know what you've got to do? You've you got to own your growth, meaning that you've got to look up here and circle one or maybe two or three of these things and say, that's mine. That's what I need freedom from. And let me tell you, Jesus Christ has provided that freedom for you. Bitterness, guilt, judgment, shame. Anxiety, selfishness, obsessions, grief, darkness, anger, evil, materialism, jealousy, greed, immorality, lust, enslavement, and sin. Jesus Christ, when we talk about freedom, we're saying he has paid for your freedom. You were slaves to these things. We were slaves to these things. And some of us more slaves to one or two of these than everybody else. You know, we each have our own that we're really enslaved to because of stuff going on in our life or in our past or whatever. But Jesus came to give us freedom from every single one of these things. So sing it, live it, choose it with everything in you and, and fight for it. Hang on to your freedom. Don't, don't, don't give it up so easily. I, I mean, I hear people these days talk about how, uh, how our country just seems to be giving up so many of the freedoms that other people have fought and given their lives for. The same thing here. Jesus Christ died for you to live in freedom. Then why would you want to, as, as Paul wrote in that verse we just read, why in the world would you want to go back to slavery after you've been set free from these things? And God gave you the freedom. He doesn't take it away. There's, there's no place in Scripture I can find. You know, and let me know later if you see something. I don't see where God says, I'm taking your freedom away from you. No, he doesn't take it away. We give it away. We choose the wrong door. We choose death. We choose disaster. We choose curse. Instead, and the, the door to freedom is always, always there. He has, he has bought that for us. He's given it for us. Why in the world would we want to walk back in, in this kind of a life? And, 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 and you know what? I'm talking to Christians today. I'm talking to people who have accepted Jesus Christ to wash away every one of their sins, but they're still walking in some of this right here. Why do you want to do that? Today, choose life and live in that freedom that Jesus Christ has already given to you. Live it with everything you do. Choosing it, 
making right choices, choosing your actions, you know, the things that you say, all of those things. Do it. And sing it too. Okay, so just for instance, like when we sing, man, sing your freedom. Like go, go to the next slide. It's one of our songs. And these are just a few of the words out of that song. Never going to stop singing. I, I know what that song is about, but there's some stuff about freedom in here too. It says, God, you called out into darkness. You reached out to save us. Set free. No longer bound in chains. You rescued me and called me by name. You conquered the grave. You crossed the divide, lost in our sin, but you made us alive. When you're singing that, you're singing your freedom. You're saying, oh, I'm free, and you're singing that. You're testifying of that. You're making your declaration, I am free. You've been set free. Why in the world then, as Paul wrote, would we want to go back to our slave? Next song, okay? Next slide for me, Brad. It's the next song. Uh, and I think there's a third song we sang today, Place of Freedom. It says, there's a calm that covers me. When I kneel down at your feet, it's a place of healing. It's a place I live in freedom. Uh, or it's a place where I find freedom. There's a place my eyes can't see where my spirit longs to be. It's not a, it's not a, a place I can, I can see. It's not a place I can feel. It's not a place I can hold. But it's a place I want to be because it's a place of healing. It's the place that I live in freedom. It's not something you just visit when you sing the song. Singing the song is just declaring, this is what life is like to me. This is what it is. He has bought my freedom. And when I'm living in that place, that place that everybody else may be looking at me and they don't realize I'm living in a different place than them. They just wonder why I've got a smile on my face. Or they wonder why things are working out for me and my wife. Or they're wondering this blessing or that blessing. And they don't understand it, but I understand it because this place that I live is a place you can't see. It's a place you can't touch. But it's a place of freedom because of what was bought by Jesus Christ. And, and another song right here. Oh, I, I got to hurry. Freedom reigns. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So wait a minute. We haven't sung that one, have we? No, because it's the one we're going to close with in just a minute, okay? So get this right here. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. You don't have freedom today? The Spirit of the Lord is right here. There is freedom. You just got to quit walking through the wrong doors. It's here. I mean, when you sing the song and you say, but I don't, I, I don't feel any freedom. I'm not experiencing any freedom. When, when you sing this song, and say, I don't know what you guys are singing about. I don't know why you guys like this song. What, what, what does this mean, freedom? It's all around you. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Lift your eyes to heaven. If you don't see it, lift your eyes to heaven. There is freedom. If you're tired and you're thirsty, there is freedom. Because freedom reigns in this place. And, and, and you know what? We're not talking about this place, even though it does. When I sing that song, I'm talking about this place. Because this is not the church. I am the church. You are the church. And so today, if, if, if I am in Christ, if I am a new creature in him, freedom reigns in this place. Because if the Spirit of the Lord is in me, the very first line of that song says, that's where freedom is. So if the Spirit of the Lord is, is in me, then, then there is freedom. Freedom reigns in this place. Showers of mercy and grace falling on every face. There is freedom. Let me give you one more. And this is a song we're not going not to sing today, but it's just one I've kind of had on my mind. And uh, this is No Longer Slaves. I am surrounded by songs of deliverance. You know, and, and, and this is one of the awesome reasons to come, come to God's house because of all the stuff that you're dealing with. And you get here and you just get surrounded by the songs of deliverance. 
Maybe the word of deliverance. And you come to, come to the front and, and we're all praying together. You're surrounded by prayers of deliverance. And even come and let a, a prayer team member pray with you. And you, you're surrounded by that prayer of deliverance. Uh, uh, I'm surrounded by songs of deliverance. We've been liberated from our bondage. We've been liberated. We've, we've been, our, our freedom has been paid for. We're the sons and we are the daughters. We're no longer slaves, the scripture that Paul wrote. Galatians chapter 4, we're no longer slaves. We are now the sons and the daughters. Let us sing our freedom. And then you go into that part and say, oh, 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 you know that, right? Okay, let me, let me be honest with you. I've always thought those were weird. Whenever, whenever you know, went up on the screen first, say, oh, 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 what, whatever, whatever song it was and exactly. I've always thought that was kind of weird. But not in this song. This is a song that, it, to me, it fits. Okay, you may still think it's weird in this song too, but not to me. Does anybody know what the winky guards are? Anybody? Uh, <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Oh, we, oh. <laughs> you know? Now you know who the winky guards are, don't you? And you know as they're marching? Okay, now I know this is silly right here, but hang with me, all right? That's what I see. That's what I hear. It's when we're, see, when we're singing this, this song. I thought all the other ones were weird. But when we're singing this one, Man, I'm like a winky guard, you know. <laughs> I am singing my freedom, you know. I am together with my brothers and sisters, my compatriots. We are, we are in a battle. We are in a war. We're like an army that is marching to a cadence, singing out our song of cadence. Then the song even tells us that's what we're about to do. Then let us sing our freedom. And I like the fact that the author said, I'm not going to write the words for you in this part of the song. You sing your own freedom. You know what you've been delivered from. You know what God has delivered you from. You know the freedom you've been given. So you sing your own freedom and just sing it, oh, 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 yeah. Just sing my own freedom because of what I know God has delivered me from. Amen. Yeah, go ahead. Give God a hand of praise. Praise him for freedom today. So sing your freedom. Live your freedom. Choose your freedom. Walk in your freedom. Be all about your freedom. The way to shut down your temptation is to be about your freedom. Be all about it. Don't give it up. Fight it. Defend it. Everything you've got to do to hang on to it. Let me, let me throw one more verse of Scripture. And When we started in Deuteronomy chapter 30, and God was telling us about, I've given you the choice of life and death. He, he also says, oh, I'm sorry, Galatians 5.1. Yeah, th th thank you, Brad. Christ has liberated us to be free. Stand firm then and don't submit again to a yoke of slavery. Stand firm then. This is the way to shut down freedom. Okay, and, and, and let, me, let me go on here just because of time. Let me go on to, let me tell you how to shut down freedom, how to shut down temptation and to live in freedom. First of all, confess Jesus is Lord. And, and it's, this is the first step. It's the first step to everything with God. You know, you can't skip this and go over here and just get the blessings of God. This is the first step, okay? In Romans chapter nine, 10, verse 9 and 10, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. That's all it is. To be a Christian, it is just believing, but you got to do it with your heart, and you got to do it with your, you got to confess it, and confessing it sounds like, okay, it sounds like, okay, I'm supposed to actually say this out loud to somebody. Yeah, tell somebody. You tell somebody, I'm, I'm a Jesus follower. 
I follow Jesus. I'm a Christian. You need, you need to tell somebody. That. And I don't, I don't mean when you get saved. I mean you need to tell people. People need to know that about you. And I'm going to tell you one other way you can do that in just a second, okay? This is where it begins, though. Just, con just confess that I believe he is exactly who he says he is. That's what it means to get saved. You can't work it. You can't earn it. You can't do enough to be worthy of the blood of Jesus Christ. All you can do is accept it and say, yes, I believe he is exactly who he says he is. But we're wanting to shut down temptation because you know what? You can get saved and still fail. And you, what, you know what? Most of us do pretty regularly fall on our face. Christians saved and we fall on our face and we have to get back up and talk to God about it again. So we got to do something else to shut down temptation and to live in freedom. You know what it is? We have to purpose to not walk in our sin anymore. Now, Jesus healed a man one day. Then he went and found him in the temple a little bit later. And, and he said to him, now you are well, so stop sinning or something even worse may happen to you. Now, Jesus did not say here like some people believed that in that day, and you might have thought this also, but he did not say this man was sick because of sin in his life. Okay, he didn't say that. But this man was just sick, and Jesus healed him. And he said, okay, but, but now listen, buddy. Stop sinning, or something even worse than being sick might happen to you. What does he say? Choose life. Stop choosing death. Stop choosing disaster. Stop choosing curse, because there's a whole lot worse things behind that door than the sickness I just healed you of. So you, you want to shut down temptation, then you've got a purpose in your life to stop sinning. Stop walking according to the old paths, according to your old visions and ideas and attitudes and theologies and whatever, and, and, and start choosing life. Okay, so confess, and probably most of the people in this room have done that. But if you haven't, I invite you to do that today. Just confess, just say, I, I, I believe he is. You don't have to say it to me, say it to somebody later, but say it to him so he hears it. Confess that he is, he is who he says he is. And if you want to shut down the temptation, and not just temptation, but everything else, then stop sinning. You want to shut down the junk that keeps messing with your life, stop sinning. Because if you don't, there's a whole lot worse stuff behind that bad door than you have ever experienced. So stop sinning. And number three, I'm going to tell you when we all get to the front. So if you will, stand and come this way. If you're a first-time attender, we like to close around front. And with a final uh, prayer and a final song, and we'd love to have you join us if you feel comfortable. So just move this way if you feel comfortable and join us for this last, last little bit. <coughs> so number three. What is that? Let's, let's review one and two again real quick. Confess Jesus as Lord. Purpose not to walk in your sin anymore. Number three, do right things. Do things that lead to life. Say, because it begins up there with confessing Jesus. But then you've got to quit opening these wrong doors. That's what number two is. But you've also got to open the right doors. It's not enough to just not sin. You've got to do some right stuff. And the first one is confessing. And one of the most awesome ways we confess is baptism. We got a baptism service coming up, I think two weeks, two weeks from today. 
If you've never been baptized, you need to be because it's a right thing. It's opening a right door. It is doing right things. It is confessing. It is saying that. And because Jesus said do it. You know? And that should be enough, right? You need another argument. If Jesus said do it, that's enough, right? He says do it. So if you'll, if you'll text the word baptism to 476-2911, we'll, we'll get you the information you need to know. We do it, we do it outside at the, at the pavilion out here and, and have an out, just an outdoor service, just have a great time together. It's the holiday weekend, it's Labor Day, so, so we'll just have one service out there. And, and we would love to have the opportunity to experience your public confession that Jesus Christ is exactly who he says he is. Okay? Also, you need to... Make up your mind. Join a small group. That's opening a right door. Joining a small group. You know, uh, many times I tell people what Sunday school was to me, small groups are to the church today. You know, that's, that's what, it, it's what it is. It's being a part of something. You know, it, it is hard. You can't be discipled in an hour and 15 minutes on Sunday morning. You can't. Discipleship, owning your growth is going to happen that other 163 hours the rest of the week. And joining a small group is the best way. And, and we're going to be kicking those off just right after baptism. So but what you need to do is you need to purpose right now, I've got to join a small group. And, and here's one of the reasons why you need to do that is because you need to be connecting. You need five friends and one close, close friend in this church. If you can miss a service and nobody says, well, I wonder where so-and-so was today, you don't have enough connections. In there. You don't have a good close friend in this. You know, somebody ought to be saying, well, where's so-and-so? I mean, you know, you lay it on the side of the road, you know, or something, and nobody's even thinking that you're, where is so-and-so today? That'd be a sad thing, wouldn't it? You need to be connected. And if you, don't, if you don't have five people that say, hey, I missed you last Sunday, then you're not connected enough. I mean, that, that's a good rule of thumb for you. You need, to have, you need to have five friends that you can call and pray, but you need to have that one that says, hey, buddy, you're not choosing the right doors lately. You need to have one that is that close to you. And you don't get that by just showing up for a little while. You've got to connect. You've got to connect in small groups. Small groups really is the best way to do that. Amen, Kyle? Amen. I know Kyle gave me an amen right there. So here's what we want to do. If you have never confessed that Jesus Christ is exactly who he says he is, I invite you to, to do that right now with me. And just nod your head even if you're just doing it inside. Is he? Is Jesus Christ exactly who he claimed to be? Come on, if you just, if you, you just acknowledge that and tell him that, tell him that, that you believe that. that, that's all that takes to be a Christian. It's just, I believe you're exactly who you, who you said you were. Then tell somebody later. Tell me or tell somebody or tell everybody at baptism, okay? But then let's purpose to stop opening the wrong doors and start opening the right doors, okay? And whatever your needs are, you know that big, screen that screen of all those words just a few moments ago if you circled a couple of those the prayer team is waiting to pray with you and maybe there's some things yeah, there's a lot of things up there that I didn't have up there that maybe you're dealing with maybe your family's dealing with maybe y'all got an issue please don't miss this opportunity coming down here and taking the hand of a prayer team member and say pray with me about this is just like taking a hand, hold of that doorknob and opening a right door and saying, I am ready to walk through this to life, to prosperity, to blessing. 